The old blessed hymn penned by Charles Hutchinson Gabriel says it best, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Today, from the International Gospel Hour, let's stand amazed as we seek God's Word. Dear friends, stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Thank you to our J. Webb for his kind words, and greetings to all of you. How thankful we are that you are with us today. How honored we are for you, our listeners, who eagerly want biblical truth from broadcasts such as this one. Jesus said in John 6.45, It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. As the prophets wrote it, and Jesus proclaimed it, the same stands true to this very hour and onward. Let us all be taught by God through His Word, the Holy Bible. There is an old hymn that begins, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how He could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. Dear friends, one indeed stands amazed at all Jesus has done. From the prophetic words of Isaiah 9 and verse 6, some 700 years before Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, The prophet Isaiah said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It was the late Homer Haley that said, Jesus is truly the marvel of the ages. To marvel is to see something, or in the case, someone, that causes wonder, admiration, or astonishment, a wonderful thing, and none other than Christ can do so nor be defined. In turn, we marvel or we are filled with wonder. We desire to search and to know, the admiration to love Him and to grow, and even the astonishment. Yes, dear friends, we must stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder how he could love us, sinners condemned, uncleaned. Oh, how marvelous! Oh, how wonderful! And will our song ever be? Can we embrace knowing the beauty, the wonder, the marvel of Jesus, and indeed let us stand amazed? Let's study this further, but first we're going to pause Take a little over 30 seconds. Here's a little information from our J-Web, and then let's continue our studies. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app. Request our newsletter and ask for our free Bible study by mail. Also, check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. 
Okay, then, let's continue today's study. We stand amazed because Jesus is the God-man, meaning one is human and divine. In John 1, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And indeed, Jesus, or indeed Jesus, is the Word. The Word that was with God, the Word that was God. Let's continue this thought a little further in John 1, verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When we think about the word begotten, there is none other, most unique and only one of a kind, the only begotten Son of God that we note, as well as in John 3 and verse 16, the only begotten, stands Him out totally different, as He is one, as we noted earlier, born of a virgin, and how she would bring forth a son, and how he would be called Wonderful Counselor, and so on. Born of a virgin, Isaiah 7 and verse 14 affirms, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 7 and verse 14, a word meaning God with us. Now, keep that thought in mind as we go to Matthew 1, 22 and 23. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. The God-man, glory and above all, when Jesus would enter into this world. Dear friends, when we think about Jesus walking in this world, and how He performed the miracles that He did, and how Jesus impacted the world even to this day, no one can deny Jesus Christ and do it honestly. And before He ascended into heaven, in Matthew 28 and verse 18, He said, All power or all authority is given unto Me in both heaven and on earth. In heaven He's on the right hand of the Father, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. He makes intercession for us, Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. And in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, we learn how God put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him that fills all in all. You see, God placed Jesus as head of His church, the power in heaven and the power of the authority on earth. Dear friends, we want to pause and ask you a question. Are you a member of the church that Jesus promised to build, Matthew 16 and verse 18, and that He purchased with His own blood, Acts 20 and verse 28? Individuals were added to that church on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, verses 38 through 47, and individuals can be added to the church today upon obedience to His will, through faith, a repentant heart, a heart that also confesses one's faith, and when one is baptized into Christ for the remission of sins, they are added to the church. And that's what they did in Acts 2, 
That's what we do today. When we think about the God-man, Jesus Christ, the one who is human and divine, we are thankful, dear friends, that we have the inspired word that explains and tells us who he is, how that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete or perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17. How grateful we are that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Spirit that we may have the words from God above, through the Son, through the Spirit that we have written today, 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Yes, friends, we stand amazed because Jesus is the God-man, the one that was human and divine, no other like Him before, no other like Him since, and in Him we have salvation through His name, Acts 4, verse 12. To God be the glory over and above all. Second, we stand amazed because He is God's beloved Son. Not only beloved, but also begotten, as we noted earlier. In Colossians 1 and verse 13, who delivered us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Colossians 1 verse 13. Did you catch that? How that we are translated into the kingdom. If they were then in the book of Colossians, we're translated into the kingdom now. The kingdom. His church. As we note from Matthew 16, 18 and 19. And he being the king of kings and lord of lords, 1 Timothy 6.15, well, every king must have a kingdom. To God be the glory. Listen to John 3.35. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Now, does that not go back to our teaching on authority moments ago from Matthew 28.18 and following? God had a special love for Jesus, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. He so loved the world. He brought forth the begotten Son of God. Not only begotten, but beloved. Oh, how we are amazed. A marvel in and of Himself. And how God the Father used Jesus to express His love for all people. Dear friends, He loved that we may be loved, or that we may in turn love Him, and to Him be the glory. He is the marvel of all ages. Here's a third one. We stand amazed because He is the nemesis of Satan. Now, the word nemesis is defined as something or someone that a given person cannot overcome. The idea is that this person has tried time and time again, but they cannot overcome. And as Jesus is the nemesis of Satan, Satan cannot, has not, and will not overcome Jesus Christ. Let's think on this. Consider this by the way of prophecy. Listen to Genesis 3.15. 
And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is well known as the first prophecy of the Christ presented in Scripture, of how Jesus would take away the power of Satan. I will put enmity between you and the woman, God speaking to the serpent. I will put an ill will or a hostility between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. The battle would be, and although you will bruise his head, or he shall bruise your head, you will bruise his heel. Meaning the bruising of the heel that Jesus would suffer and would hurt. But in bruising the head of the serpent, or crushing the head of the serpent, he would take the power away. Now, dear friends, anybody that knows me knows that I am not a fan of snakes. To me, the best snake is a dead snake. And I realize there are those that speak of those snakes, that if you look at their head or you look at them, there are some poisonous, some are not poisonous. Dear friends, I don't interview snakes. I'm sorry. And when you take a look at the snake and how threatening one can be, think about this serpent. Think about how he came unto the woman. And when we think about the seed of Christ, we understand that Christ is that seed of which we are partakers of and of which we are born. A thorough study of Galatians 3 affirms this. Let's go back to the garden and think about what happened when the serpent beguiled Eve. In Genesis 3.6, the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. The nemesis of Christ, the nemesis of God, persuaded God's children to look toward him. Remember what Satan said earlier in the conversation in Genesis 3, 1 through 5, and among that conversation he said, You shall not surely die. It took a simple lie of Satan to deceive Eve and to bring sin and suffering into this world. Eve got to looking at things differently. Well, the tree is good for food. Ah, pleasant to the eyes. Tree desired to make one wise. You know, friends, when we look in the New Testament at 1 John two fifteen and 16, listen to this text. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. My, does that not explain how Eve was deceived and turned away from God? How Satan used the lust of the flesh, tree good for food, the lust of the eyes, pleasant to the eyes, Pride of life. Ah, I can be wise. I can be smarter than God. And you know, Satan used that power to deceive Eve. And let me tell you, friends, he tried to do the same to Christ. But now we see why he is the nemesis of Christ. He could not overcome Christ on his best day. And Satan does not have a best day when he's up against Christ. Think about what he did to Jesus. What about the temptation in Matthew chapter 4, verses 3 and 4? Jesus had not eaten 40 days nor 40 nights. The tempter, Satan, came to him and said, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. 
But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You see, he tried to appeal to the flesh of Jesus, the food of Jesus. Oh, you're hungry. If you be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Well, could Jesus do that? There is no doubt. He could turn water into wine. He also, in turn, took five loaves, or five fish and two loaves, and fed the multitudes. Dear friends, it's not what Jesus could or could not do. Jesus was not going to prove anything to Satan, because if he did, Satan could say, Aha! I have control over you. And Jesus said, It is written, Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm going to listen to my Father. How about in Matthew 4, 6, and 7? When he took Jesus up on the pinnacle of the temple and said, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down. It is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning you, and in your hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You see, now he tried to appeal to the pride of life, the wisdom Oh, and then in verses 8 through 10, he takes him into an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Take a look through your eyes, Jesus. Look what is all before you. I'll give you all of this. And Jesus told him, You get away, Satan. Get thee hence. Get away. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. It's amazing to me how, according to Colossians 1, Jesus was the creator through whom God created, and Satan says, I'll give this to you. (laughs) Ha-ha! That actually belonged to Christ! Amazing, friends. Let's keep in mind 1 John 3 and verse 8. He that commits sin is of the devil. The devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, brought forth, proven, that He might destroy the works of the devil. He is begotten, He is beloved, and for the battle ahead He's ready, and He is now. He is our High Priest, and we're able to be ready for the battle ahead. For in Ephesians six eleven through 18 Paul said, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints." Oh, how wonderful and how thankful that we are. He is indeed one that overcame Satan. He is Satan's nemesis, and we can stand against him through Christ. Dear friends, let me pause here for about another 30 seconds, and then I'll be back for our fourth and final point. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio, and to God be the glory. 
We are blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We want you to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Thank you always for listening. Friends, let's continue that we stand amazed because He is the Savior of the world. In 1 John 4 and verse 14, John writes and said, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. In 1 Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. That's from Luke 4, 18 and 19, and prophesied in Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2, and He is still doing so. Oh, dear friends, Jesus is the begotten. He is the beloved. He has us battle-prepared and a blessing for us. We stand amazed, and we will strive as we gaze. Jesus is the marvel of all ages. To God be the glory. Dear friends, I know we've brought forth a number of things today looking at Jesus Christ, the God-man, the beloved Son, the nemesis of Satan, and the Savior of the world. He is our answer to the things of what we need. He will help us in every way possible. We want to pause here and offer you a very unique online study that we believe will be of help to you have we prompted you to think about some things? Here is our J-Web with this special offer that's absolutely free, as in all of our material from International Gospel Hour. And then we'll come back and wrap up our broadcast. Where did we come from? What is your purpose in life? How you answer these fundamental questions is greatly affected by whether you believe in God, believe the Bible is true, and believe Jesus to be divine. Our friend Rob Whitaker has a free online video study titled Believe the Bible, and it is an awesome study. Please allow us to send you the link, and you can check it out for yourself. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, email, and type Believe the Bible in the message blank. We will send the link to you. And now, let's get back to the Bible. Yes, friends, we hope that you will desire that link, and we will gladly send that link to you. We also realize that you may not have online access. So if you would like a Bible study by mail, here's all you do. You can write us at P.O. Box 118, 
Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334, or call us toll-free at 855-IGH-6988. Leave your name and address and just say, Home Study. You can also write us at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Go to the contact tab and leave us the same message, name and address, and just put in the blank, Home Study, and we will mail that to you. Whether online or by mail, we'll share with you material absolutely free to help you know more about the Christ and to grow as you would have, as He rather would have you to grow. I want to pause and thank one of my preachers, if you will, Keith Wilson of the North Bradley Church of Christ of Cleveland, Tennessee, for the lesson I brought forth today. I heard Keith deliver this lesson, and he did such a wonderful job, I knew the material had to become part of our International Gospel Hour work. Again, Keith Wilson is with the North Bradley Church of Christ in Cleveland, Tennessee, and how grateful we are for their support of our broadcast. We're thankful for Churches of Christ and interested friends that we were able to be on the air and not ask of any funds from you, our listening audience. We will not ask for funds from our listening audience, whether on radio or television. Never have, never will. And we're grateful that we can share with you this broadcast through their interest and their love for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, the International Gospel Hour is under the oversight of the elders of the West Fayetteville Church of Christ in Fayetteville, Tennessee. And our physical address is P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334, and we would love to hear from you. Regardless of how you're listening to us today, if you do nothing more than give us a call at one eight five five. IGH6988 and just say, I heard your broadcast on and tell us where you've heard our broadcast and how you tuned in. We love to hear from our listening audience and we are thankful for your interest in the things that be of God. And we're going to continue our studies together at another time, shall we? So dear friends, thank you for joining me today. On the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast, I'm Jeff Archie and as always, please Keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory.